I want to speak to you this morning about a sound mind. A sound mind. In uh, 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, God has not given us the spirit of fear. But now look what the spirit God's given us. But of power, love, and a sound mind. What in the world is a sound mind? You know, the, the Bible says that God created us in his image. It's so clear. In the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth. Then in verse 27, he said, God created man in his image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. But now, let me ask you this. He created us, but what do we consist of? The Bible makes it very clear that we have a body with which we relate relate to the physical world. And we have physical appetites. The Bible teaches that created in the image of God, we have a soul, mind, thinking, emotions, feeling, and a will, choosing. We're body, a soul, but then the Bible says we have a spirit, the spirit of man, the capacity to know God. The capacity to worship God. The capacity to have fellowship with the God who created this world out of nothing. In 1 Thessalonians, it talks about this in verse 23. He says, may the God of peace sanctify you wholly. Now listen to what he says. I pray that your whole spirit, body, and soul will be preserved blameless to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the word of God says we have a body. We have a soul. We have a spirit. In the beginning, it was God's plan and is still God's plan for the spirit of God to live in the spirit of man. God created us. We have a body. We have a soul. But God created us whereby his spirit The Holy Spirit could live in us. The Holy Spirit lives in our spirit. And that our soul, stay with me, and our body would be under the control of the Holy Spirit. That's very important. We're not controlled by our body and bodily appetites. That's not the order God has. We're not controlled by our soul, mind, emotions, and will. The Holy Spirit is to live in our spirit and our soul, mind, emotions, and will, and our body are to be under the control of the Holy Spirit. That's why it says in, uh, in 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20, listen to what it says. Do you not know, stay with me, that your body hmm, is the temple of, 
of the Holy Spirit who is in you, which you have from God, and you're not your own, you're bought with a price. So the Bible's very clear that our body, our physical appetites and desires, our soul, mind, emotions, and will are to be controlled, directed, and led by the Holy Spirit. That's the way God created us. Now, if you're controlled by your body or soul, you're in trouble. Well, now, I want to concentrate this morning on the soul. But particularly, I want to concentrate on the mind. What the Bible says about the mind. The Bible says God gave us a sound mind. And the mind is to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. But let's look at that great passage in Romans chapter 8. And it'll be on the screen and I'm going to look at it in my Bible. I want you to listen to what it says about the mind. And man, it is so exhaustive. It it is so clear. It begins in in, in, uh, verse 1. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. No condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. And then it goes on down and says that the righteous requirement of the law. You know, the only people that can keep the Ten Commandments are those who have Christ living in them. Those where the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set them free from the law of sin and death. No condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. And then it says that the righteous requirement of the law, verse 4, might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. All right, now here's where we get to the mind. Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their mind on the things of the Spirit. Then a very sobering word. To be carnally minded, to be fleshly minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. What a difference. For, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It is in rebellion to, to God. It's opposed to God. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, it is not subject to the word of God, the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those that are in the flesh cannot please God. All right. Let me just stop there and go on and talk a little bit about. It says here in verse 5 and 6, those who live according to the Spirit, set their minds on the things of the Spirit. They're spiritually minded. Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. They're fleshly minded. Now, there are two questions I want to answer. How do you know if you have a carnal mind? How do you know that? Now, I hear that, well, you know, if you live according to the flesh, you've got a carnal mind, the carnal result of that is that. But what is a carnal mind anyway? And it says if you live according to the Spirit, you set your th- 
mind on the things of the Spirit. You have a spiritual mind. Well, what's a spiritual mind? Well, I'm going to tell you, the Word of God answers that. He just doesn't say, don't be carnally minded. He shows you what it is. It's like you go to the doctor and he says, this is your disease, and let me explain to you what it is. God says, now, don't you be carnally minded. If you live according to the flesh, you're going to be carnally minded, and that's going to produce death, and you can't please God. But if you live according to the Spirit, you're going to have a spiritual mind, and you can please God. So I want to know what a carnal mind is, and I want to know what a spiritual mind is. And the Bible shows us. It's all over the Word of God. But you have to just, like, make a diagnosis. You have to just go through there and weed through it and say, well, man, that sounds like a carnal mind to me. Wow, that sounds like a spiritual mind to me. And you just go through it and you allow God to show you the characteristics of a carnal mind and the characteristics of a spiritual mind. Notice verse 7 and 8 of Romans chapter 8 where it says, Because the carnal mind is in rebellion against God. It's enmity against God. It is not subject to God's law and indeed cannot be. But it says, uh, but the spiritual mind it is set on things above. Now, let's think about the carnal mind. The Bible says it results in death. Now, can a Christian, all right, now this is very important. Can a Christian get in the flesh and be carnally minded? And the answer is yes. Oh, yes. In fact, over in Corinthians, Paul said to a bunch of young Christians, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. So he said, you're still fleshly in your thinking. And, and he said in another occasion where you ought to be teachers, you should have grown and have a spiritual mind. You still have to be taught. So it is not, it is not the practice or the pattern of a Christian to have a carnal mind. Now, I'm, I'm making that clear now. I don't want you to misunderstand me. I, I, the Bible says if you're saved, you're not in the flesh, you're in the spirit. Amen? The spirit of Christ lives in you. Bible says that very clear in Romans 8. But, you know, you can be saved and you can drift away from the Lord and you can start having a fleshly and a carnal mind. But now God will deal with you about it. But that is not the practice and not to be your lifestyle. So, so we think about this thing about a carnal mind. It says it results in death. You, you just don't have any life about spiritual things. A carnal mind, well, first of all, just let me say this. A carnal mind is not really interested in spiritual things. It just really isn't. Now, you get with somebody that's spiritually minded, and you talk about a lot of things. You talk about hunting and fishing, and you talk about football, and that's okay. I mean, it's just something, you know, to talk about, and it's good. But I'll tell you what, if you get with people who are spiritually minded, it's not long. Until you're talking about Jesus. Until you're talking about the Word of God. Until you're talking about what God's done for you. And what God's done for others. And you find yourself edifying each other with the words you say. And you find yourself building each other up in the faith. But when a person's carnal-minded, they get off Jesus as quick as they can. (laughs) 
you talk about Jesus a little, let's change. They don't say let's change the subject, but you can tell they're uncomfortable. Why? They're fleshly minded. They're living according to the flesh. And they're really not interested in spiritual things. They're really not interested in God's will and God's way at that point in their life. Secondly, if you, uh, the, uh, uh, an aspect of the carnal mind is, it says it's not subject to the law of God. It's really, really not concerned about obeying God. Just not really concerned about it. Well, don't you know that now, you know, that that's disobeying God. Oh, I know, I know, but that's no big deal. Wait a minute, wait a minute. It is a big deal. But if you're fleshly minded, obeying the word of God is not the priority of your life. It is not the priority. It's not subject to the law of God. So we find out there's no real continuing interest in spiritual things and you really don't enjoy talking about spiritual things that make you uncomfortable because you're not walking in the spirit and and then when it comes to obeying the word of God you found a way to justify when you don't obey God you've reasoned it out well you know times has changed the culture has changed the Bible doesn't mean today what it used to mean can I make one statement about that that's baloney. I mean, that's what it is. That's a Greek word, baloney. D- did you know uh, one of the Democrats that's running for president, whose name, by the way, it's a woman, she said, <laughs> she said, listen to me, we need to take the hard passages of the Bible and change them so they won't be so hard. Woo! What planet did she come off of? But that's the way the carnal mind thinks. Bible's too hard. Those passages about one man and one woman for life, those passages about living a holy life and a pure life and your life, those passages about not loving the world and letting the world fit. Oh, no, no, uh-uh, no, no. You know, that's, a bit, that's not for today. Huh. i tell you one thing, you'll find out there for today. You see, and, and so the carnal mind is just, uh, is not subject to the word of God. I'll tell you another thing about a carnal mind. It's worldly minded. It is worldly minded. 1 John 2.15. Now just listen to what it says. Love not the world. Now it's not talking about the created world. Don't you love creation? I love creation. Man, one of my goals, and I have a bucket list. I'm, I'm at 78, I better start filling it up. But anyway, <laughs> I'd love to go see all the beautiful places God's created. Somebody was telling me the other day about uh, the mountains and all the beautiful stuff in Montana. And then I, I got to thinking about all the beautiful places in this world that God had created and how the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his hand to work. And you just see, the God, see God in the, red, in, the, in the cardinal that lights on the uh, tree outside and on the sparrow that's standing on your roof and chirping. You, you see, we love God's created world, but oh, there's another world. It's a world of darkness. And the Bible says Satan is the prince of of this world of darkness. And the Bible says if you're fleshly minded, it says don't love the world or the things that are in the world. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and pride of life. It is not of the Father, it is of the world. And if you love the world, listen to this, you don't have the love of the Father in you. If you love the world, you don't really love God, it said. 
And you know, I find that some people, that they're just worldly-minded. Just worldly-minded. They're just living for the here and now, and they really love this world system. They do. You know, there's a sad passage in the Bible. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 14, Paul was writing and said, Luke, the beloved physician, now get this, and Demas greet you. Evidently, we know who Luke was. He wrote the book of Luke, and he walked with God. And old Demas, obviously, he was walking with God. You, Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas welcome you. But then you turn over to 2 Timothy 4.10, and listen to what Paul said. Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. Wow. And has departed for Thessalonica, Cretius, and Galilee. He said, Luke said, Demas said to send his love. Then Paul said, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that Demas has left me. He's fallen in love with this present world. Hey, the carnal mind, I, I'm telling you, it has no interest in spiritual things and is uncomfortable about talking about them. Does not take seriously the word of God and the command to obey the word of God. And God's word has not changed. It does not do that. It is worldly minded. And let me show you two verses that will help you. This is, and I'm almost through with the carnal mind. You say, well, thank God. But here it is. Carnal mind is self-centered. 2 Timothy 3, 2. I want you to listen to this. What a passage. For men will be lovers of themselves. You know, you look in the mirror and you say, man, I'm, the great, I'm about the greatest gift God's ever given the human race. <laughs> Lovers of themselves. Sometimes I go to, uh, to Planet Fitness and I, I, some people call it working out. I call it trying to survive. <laughs> but I notice all these guys, I mean, my goodness, they, oh, my heavens, you know. I'm afraid to <laughs> take my shirt off. I wouldn't take it off for the life of me. <laughs> but they always... Looking in the mirror. I'm not criticizing them. I'm not criticizing. Some of you do that. I'm not criticizing you. But they're looking in the mirror and they look at this side and they look at that side and they do this and they do that. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that has anything to do with loving yourself. I'm not saying that. No, I'm not. You know, I, I shouldn't have told that, but I swan I'm not saying it has anything to do. But I'm just saying that men are lovers of themselves. It says here, for they will be lovers of themselves. Their lives will be self-centered. A carnal, fleshly mind is all about self. S-E-L-L. What's in it for me? And it's not only a lover of self, but 2 Timothy 3, 4. Listen to this. And says they'll be traitors, heady, haughty, but look at the last part. They'll be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. I can't go to church this Sunday, man. I got to go to Lake. Woo. The fish are biting. I got to be there on Sunday morning at 7. Well, they're biting here too. I mean, what do you want to go there for? Just different kind of fish. They're lovers of pleasure. You have to choose between pleasure and God. Pleasure 
and Jesus. Pleasure and the will of God. And by the way, pleasure is not wrong in itself. God gave us all things richly to enjoy. Oh, I'm not against having a good time. I don't think you have to look like you've been baptized in pickles. I don't believe that. I believe, it. I, I believe the Christian life is a joyful life. It's a happy life. It's a life full of pleasure, but the right kind of pleasure. But they're lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And so the carnal mind is just that. It is fleshly. It's not interested in the things of God. It's living for the here and now. They're not laying up treasures in heaven. They could care less about eternity. They're living for here and now. Matthew 6, 19. Listen to what it says. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. And that wasn't just talking about money. It's talking about your life. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. Then it says, for where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. See, they, they don't think about eternity. Oh, no. They're not concerned about there. They ought to be. So they're just living for the here and now. And they're not really concerned about treasure in heaven. And the Bible says also they're double-minded. A double-minded man is unstable, what? In all his ways. All right, but now, praise God, I'm through with that. I want to talk to you about the spiritual mind. I love this. It, it, it'll, it'll, it'll be clear to you. You'll see it. You'll just see it. Jesus said, John 16, 13 through 15, now listen to what he said about the spiritual mind. He said, when he comes, the spirit of truth, spirit of God is going to guide you into all truth. He's going to teach you. Look at it. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He will show you things to come. And then in verse 16, uh, I believe it's verse 16, talking about that, verse 15, uh, he will glorify me, all things are mine. Let's go back to verse 14. He will glorify me, all things are mine. He's take what is mine and declare it unto you. And then verse 16, all things which the Father has a mind, therefore he said, he will take mine and declare it unto you. So here's what we're saying. Jesus said the Holy Spirit's going to come and he's going to live in you and he's going to teach you all things. He's going to take what is mine, Jesus, and he's going to reveal it unto you. He's going to glorify the Father by what he teaches you. So we got to understand now that a spiritual mind is where the Holy Spirit is in us given to us as a gift by Jesus, and our mind is directed and controlled by the Holy Spirit. All right, now, this will really help you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16, it talks about the spiritual mind and the carnal mind and does a comparison between them. 1 Corinthians, and I think I'll just look at this one in my Bible. Because y'all don't think I got my... Here it is, 1 Corinthians 2. All right, now what verse is it I'm going to be reading? Let's see here. Uh, Verse 14, okay. All right, you know why I'm having trouble with this? I can't see the words. Okay, (laughs) I should have worn my glasses. All right, here it is. The natural man, 1 Corinthians 2, 14. I'm talking about a spiritual mind now. 
how you can know you have a spiritual mind, not a fleshly mind. The natural man, man or woman without Christ, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness unto him, nor can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. Have you ever noticed to somebody who is a natural person who does not have Christ in their life, you start talking to them about Jesus, you start talking about forgiveness of sin, you start talking about a holy life, you're talking about obeying God, you're talking about laying up treasures in heaven, you're talking about overcoming the world, the flesh, and the devil, you're talking about spiritual things. You know, something's wrong with him. It's foolish. What? That's foolishness, man. That's foolishness. What are you talking about? It's foolish. Huh? That's what they said. Their foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. But get this. If you have a spiritual mind, listen to what it says. He who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But listen to this. We have the mind of Christ. Oh, the Holy Spirit comes, and we understand spiritual things, and it makes sense to us. We really know it's truth and reality, and basically the Holy Spirit has given us the very mind of Christ. We're thinking the very thoughts of Jesus. We have the mind of Christ. So we understand spiritual things. They're not foolishness to us. They're life and peace and health and hope. I mean, it's the way we live our life. And so you've got to understand that the spiritual mind understands spiritual things. All right, look at 1 John 2, 27. And we are taught spiritual things by the Holy Spirit. Look at this. This is a spiritual mind. You say, well, I can't understand the Bible. Well, let me tell you why. You've got to have the teacher. Look what it says. The anointing which you have received from him abides in you, the Holy Spirit. You do not need that anyone teaches you, but the same anointing, the Holy Spirit, teaches you concerning all things and is true. It is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. I'll tell you what happened. I got saved at nine years old. I did. I know that. I I got a had a carnal mind for about three years when I was in high school. You know, you, uh, you don't have any kind of mind in you, when you're in high school. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but, but once I came back, I, I didn't care about reading the Bible until I got right with God. But I'll tell you one thing. When I got right with God and, and quit operating in a fleshly mind and began to operate in a spiritual mind, the mind of Christ, man, I couldn't get enough of this book. I said, Lord, that's true. My God, that's true. Lord, that's true. That's exactly the way it is. That's exactly the way you said it was going to be. Everything's happening just like you said. My Lord, I see it. From Genesis, I see the Lamb. And then I get over in Revelation, and I see the Lamb. I say, my heavens, what a book. The book didn't change. I changed. God gave me a spiritual mind. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will teach you. One time we had an examination for a person that was going into ministry. And he hadn't even been to seminary, which is good or bad. I mean, seminary's good, I mean, but he hadn't been. But we asked him questions. My heaven, he answered them with the wisdom of Solomon. I have never heard such wise. And I said, where? 
you know, I'm a little slow. I said, where in the world did you learn that? Guess what he said? The Holy Spirit taught me. I felt like an idiot. <laughs> he said, I just studied the Bible. The Spirit of God taught me. I said, boy, you had a good teacher is all I got to say. You see, the spiritual mind understands the things of God and is taught the things of God by the Holy Spirit. All right, let's go on. And the spiritual mind, the Bible tells us that, uh, listen to me carefully. If you're spiritually minded, you have to be sober, you have to be alert, and you have to be aggressive in your thought life. That is very important. Well, I'm just going to have an open mind. You are in trouble. Well, you've got to be open-minded. Yeah, that's what the devil wants you to think. No, you've got to be sober-minded. You've got to be alert. You've got to be vigilant. And you've got to be aggressive in your thought life. You know why? That's where the enemy attacks us. Let me tell you something. You know this to be true. Thoughts lead to choices, lead to acts, lead to lifestyles. You don't start with a lifestyle. You start with the thought. Thoughts lead to choices, lead to acts, and when they're repeated, it becomes a lifestyle. Oh, yeah. You, you say, no, I was born that way. No, you weren't. You were not. No. You received some thoughts, and then you made some choices, and then you acted on those choices, and you repeated it, and it became a lifestyle. And that's why the Bible says you have to be sober and aggressive in your mental thoughts. You, all right? It's right here in Second Corinthians 10. Verses 3 through 5. Please listen to this. I, I mean, it, 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 could, it could help you from a lot of heartache and sorrow. If you'll just remember uh, what a battle there is for your thoughts. It says in verse 3. 2 Corinthians 10. For though we walk in the flesh, physical body, we do not war. You mean we're in a battle? Yeah. He says we're in a war. We don't war according to the flesh. Woo. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not fleshly, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Where's the battle? Would you look at the next verse? Casting down arguments, which means reasonings and imaginations. Casting down reasonings and imaginations. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That means every way of thinking that keeps you from knowing God. He said, now you cast down... That sounds like you're doing something. You cast down imaginations. You cast down reasonings. You cast down ways of thinking that keeps you from knowing God. And then he goes on and says, casting down imaginations, high things that keeps against the knowledge of God, bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You've got to capture your thoughts. And you've got to bring them to Jesus. If it's carnally minded, throw them in the trash can. If it's spiritual thoughts, let it come into your spirit and produce spiritual fruit. Listen, you've got to be aggressive mentally. This world that we're living in, if you're not aggressive mentally, if you don't um, um, uh, guard your mind, it says cast down imaginations and reasoning every way of thinking that's against God and bring every one of your thoughts captive. To Jesus Christ. You say, man, that's
That's war. It is war. Brother Fred, that's hard work. It is hard work. I just like to relax and let my mind go where it wants to go. That's not good. (laughs) Don't you let it go just where it wants to go. Somebody else might direct it. So what am I taking about spiritual mind? We understand spiritual things. The Holy Spirit comes into us and he teaches us all things. We understand spiritual things. We don't love, we're not worldly in our lives. We're not lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And we got to be sober, alert, aggressive in our thought life. All right, here's the next thing. Not many more, I'm about through. We got to be, this is what the Bible says about our mind, spiritual mind. Colossians 3, 1 through 4. This is easy to understand now. If you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Well, that's pretty good. If you were raised with Christ, you're saved. Well, seek those things that are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. For you are dead and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Set your mind on things above. It says, set your mind on things above. Set your mind on things above and not on things of the earth. You know what they say about Christians? Y'all are too heavenly minded. You're too heavenly minded. I say to them, you're too worldly minded. I'd rather be heavenly minded than worldly minded. Because I know what's going to happen in this world. It's all going to go up in smoke one day. But I know what's going to happen in heaven. It's going to be a glorious eternity with the Son of God. Set your mind. Well, another verse, seek first the kingdom of God. Set your mind on things above. All right, so the Holy Spirit comes into us, and he teaches us all things. He takes what is Jesus and makes it real to us. And then we begin to understand spiritual things, and we have the mind of Christ. And, and so we are operating in a spiritual mind, and we're aggressive mentally. We, we just guard our thoughts. We bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We seek those things which are above. Here's the next thing. You guard your thoughts by the word of God. Don't you love this verse? You learned it in vacation Bible school, but you need it today. Psalm 119, verse 105. Did you know there was a psalm that had over 100 verses in it? You ought to memorize that in the morning. Psalm 119, 105. Listen to what it says. Your word is a lamp to my feet, and it is a light to my path. You're spiritually minded. You guard your, you guide your mind with the Word of God. You guard it. You guide it with it's a lamp to your feet, the Word of God is, and it's a light to your path. But let me go on to the next one, and that's this. Philippians 4 8. Boy, now this really, really gets you in trouble. And I don't mean to get you in trouble. I want to get you out of trouble. But listen to what it says. You want to know what you're thinking is okay? All right, well, I, this is what I watch on TV, you see. Well, is it carnal fleshly? You know, I'm not against them. You know, I mean, I, you just have to know what you're thinking and what you're looking at and what you're listening to. But now listen to what it says. Finally, brethren, whatever things are noble, I mean, exalting, uplifting, uplifting, whatever things are uplifting, whatever things are just, Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report. 
if there be any virtue, and if any praise, meditate on these things. So, okay, he tells me that if it's uplifting, if it's just, if it's pure, if it's lovely, it's of good report, if there's virtue and praise, that's what I'm supposed to think about. I'm thinking of all the wonderful programs that fit that scheme. And I can't think of one. <laughs> you know, have you ever heard of being, about being brainwashed? The world will tell you how to dress, how, how to act, what color to do your hair. And, and I like hair color. I think that's great. But when it gets purple, red, and green, I'm a little bit concerned. <laughs> Lady that works in one of the places, we get a sandwich. She had purple hair the last time. I said, well, your purple hair is looking good. She said, it'll be different the next time you come. <laughs> well, I don't, I'm not critical of people who got purple hair. Good gracious. That's the biggest problem they got. They're in good shape. Listen, whatever things are uplifting, pure, lovely, of good report, any virtue, any praise, think of, meditate on these things. Don't meditate on garbage. Don't do it. That's a fleshly mind. Don't meditate on garbage. You know, let me tell you what else it says about a spiritual mind. It has life and peace. Wow. You know, everybody wants life and peace. To be carnally minded is death. Get this. But to be spiritually minded, Psalm Romans 8, 6, to be spiritually minded is confusion, doubt, and fear. No. To be spiritually minded is life and what? Wow. To have a peaceful mind. Man. Some people's minds like a troubled sea. Whew. My mind gets to racing. Your mind ever race? And it races in it about doing things I don't want to do. So I cut the motor down. I mean, I don't like that. But your mind will race, and, and, and you've got you, you to gotta, you gotta say, wait a minute, wait a minute. This isn't bringing peace to me. This is bringing pressure and confusion and all that kind of stuff. No, a spiritual mind, hey, a spiritual mind, how do I say this? God would never give you more things than he knew you could do. Did you know that? If you got more than you can do, God didn't give it to you. You gave it to yourself because you're robbing yourself of peace. The spiritual mind is of life and peace. You know, a lot of the pressure you have, you put on yourself because you're doing things God did not want you to do. You felt like you had to. Let me say one thing. Why don't you just stop and say, Holy Spirit, I feel like I got more than I'm, to do than I'm supposed to do. Why don't you show me what I'm supposed to do? You'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. I mean, really. You'll just be amazed. To be fleshly minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You know another verse that will help you? Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep him in perfect peace. Are you ready? Whose mind is stayed on what? You. Because he trusts in you. I guarantee you when I'm fleshly minded, I'm confused. I'm frustrated. I get irritable. I'm not nice. I'm under pressure. You say, I never get that weather, Brother Fred. You can repent now or you can wait a while, okay? <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. 
But when you're spiritually minded, man, it's not the waves are like this. I mean, it's he leads me beside the still waters. He makes me to lie down. Woo, I love this. In green pastures. Have you ever wanted to just lay down and roll in a green pasture? Man, I wanted to do that. I wanted to be sure there weren't any cows in there, but I've always wanted (laughs) to lie down in green pasture. That draws me to lay down and roll in a green pasture. That that would be good, wouldn't it? It would. But that's talking about peace, still waters. Listen, I'm telling you, when you're spiritually minded, you have life and peace. You have spiritual wisdom. You have spiritual wisdom. Let me read to you what that is. James 3.17, I want you to see what spiritual wisdom is. It's on the screen. But the wisdom that is from above, are you listening to me, is pure, it's peaceable, it's gentle, it's willing to yield, it does not have to have its way, it's full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. Woo! Boy, praise God. For godly wisdom, it is pure, it's peaceable, it's gentle, it's willing to yield, it's full of mercy and good fruits, it's without partiality and without hypocrisy. Man, that's the Christian life, y'all. There's a, one other verse. It enables us to know God's will daily, a spiritual mind. Romans eight fourteen. as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the children of God. When you're spiritually minded, are you listening? You are led by the Spirit of God. Okay. And then you can put to death the deeds of the body. It says in Romans 8, 13, by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body. By the Spirit you overcome the deeds of the flesh. And i got to tell you this. I'm going to close with these two verses. I'm I'm just going to wind it up. Let me tell you something. When you're, when you're spiritually minded, this is very important. You walk by faith and not by feelings. If you're controlled by your feelings, your soul's out of balance because it's telling your spirit what instead of your spirit telling you. And you know the greatest example in the Bible of a fleshly mind that was controlled by its feelings than by its faith and you know who it was? It was, um, it was? it was Peter. Matthew 16, 23, and 24. Th- this is amazing. And God said, you know, Peter was living in his emotions. He wasn't listening to the Spirit. Jesus told him he was going to the cross. And he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. This is what Peter said. He pulled Jesus aside. Jesus said, I'm going to Jerusalem, I'm going to die, and on the third day I'm going to rise. Peter took him aside. Can you imagine Peter now taking Jesus aside? You're not going to do that. That is not of God. That is not God's will. You're not supposed to go to Jerusalem and die. You're supposed to set up a kingdom on this earth. You're not supposed to do that. Well, (laughs) Jesus said, listen. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're an offense to me, but for you're not mindful of the things of God but you're mindful of the things of man. 
Peter, you're living in your emotions. You, your emotions are telling me not to do the will of God. You can't do that. It is God's will for me to go to the cross. And let me tell you something. The devil's got you living in your emotions. He said, you're mindful of the things of God and not, not mindful of the things of God. You're mindful of the things of men. You're listening to your emotions instead of to the spirit of God and the word of God. And that is a disaster because the devil's a liar. Well, and the last thing is, if you're spiritually minded, you're not afraid to die. Nope, not afraid to die. The Bible says in Romans 8, 15, we're all children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. We'll have the celebration for Rick Rosenthal's life Thursday. For, for many weeks, many, many weeks, he came with his oxygen tank. He had an incurable lung disease. He knew would not if he was going to die, it was when, unless God worked a miracle. And he'd come in with his oxygen tank, and he'd have to sit down, and he could hardly breathe. But he told me, he said, Brother Fred, everything's okay. He said, everything's okay. Everything's okay. I'm right with God. He said, I'm ready. I'm ready. He said, it's just when. I mean, and all the time, he just, hey, it's okay, man. It's okay. I'm ready. I'm ready to meet God. You know why? Because he was a child of God. And he had the mind of Christ. And he had the assurance that we're all children of God. Through faith in Jesus Christ. And when you're spiritually minded, you're not afraid to live. And you're not afraid to die. There's great security in Jesus.